0: Sneaker business, talk. the podcast you cheer for. Sneaker, sneaker business, talk.
1: it's the Soul Material Podcast. Welcome back, welcome back, welcome back to the Soul Material Podcast, the podcast you cheer for. It's the OGEL. All right, it's T-Mart, the street shark. We're here. More sneaker business talk. Indeed. And we will be remiss if we did not have an episode giving the 40th anniversary of one of the most classic, most influential silhouettes of all time, the Nike Air Force One. And I know that um, between the 20th anniversary, 30th anniversary, 35th anniversary, so many blogs and so forth from Clark Kent and so on. And this has been exhausted. But of course, we're the podcast you cheer for. And we'll talk about the art acquisition a little bit and mix it up a little bit and tell you some of our top Air Force ones, our favorites that may not be making it on some of these lists that you guys see all over these blogs and so forth. So, um, Shark, I know um, you're more of a Bo Jackson and Essie trainer person when everyone was rocking the uh, air force ones but you were knee deep not only in the culture but corporate wise when i think air force ones really were at that peak in the 2000s and i wanted you to kind of relate that a little bit to the folks who w- may have been unaware that at one point in time the air force ones were gathering lines and it was camp outs and so forth um just like a, a jordan or a sb dunk
0: yeah i mean with the it's such a staple. And then with our area, we're hometown, Washington, D.C., and then we got to show love to uh, Baltimore um, when we're having this uh, Air Force One conversation, because especially the city of Baltimore being one of the three cities that actually helped make the Air Force One um, uh, become popular and keep it alive as the top one of the top selling shoes that was never marketed <laughs> um, you know and it became a first uh, retro a, a urban classic um uh to rock the um, you know a pair of air force One. so um yes there was you know there was a couple times there were some anniversaries if you remember um you know um because that's the we we're trying to transfer some of that over to the nba um, um as well and make like the performance nba uh uh the performance version of an air force one. I'm glad they only tried to do that once because it didn't really work out uh, uh, very well. And then you had those um, player editions where, you know, the air forces where they had the Barclays, the Kobe's, the Sheets, and they had their, their face on them. And then they had like multiple versions of them. And then the Lux um, that was, you know, uh, mid 2000, 2005 to eight is when they had more Lux um, um, uh, and luck me in premium materials. Um, is when they began to get more with um to reach the Air Force One um, um retail stores. You know where you could actually get them rather than it was a um some high price thing that that you know aftermarket wasn't <laughs> what it was today. But there was still you know a subculture just for the Air Force Ones, and then you just you know part of my you know brain, when I'm thinking backwards, I just hear that, that, that just blazed and then hear that, um, the Air Force One anthem with Juel Santana, you know, I remember the, um, the big build out, um, that was done with the retailers that I was working for in downtown Lageron, you know, so if you caught some of the production that was going on at Mondawin, um, you know, it was a concert inside of that, that, uh, ball, <laughs> that ball, you know, with, um, you know, um, some of the uh, featured NBA players with, uh, you know, specifically, um, Jewel Santana, um, uh, at that time. So, just, um, you know, that era, and then, you know, the colorways, um, you know, um, again, we can go in so many different directions, but like the Air Force was a canvas for customizations, right? Oh. So, you know, for all of you out there, we can't have this conversation without talking about remix the kicks, Um, you know, where they were some of the first ones to, you know, paint that, that toe box panel uh, on their own before the retailers do it. And then of course, Nike saw that that was popular. And then they started doing um, uh, colorways like that, but Mm -hmm. they kind of explored adding colors to the, the the panels that weren't being colored uh, on the air force one. And then those got popular, you know, during my like high school times, again I rocked more stuff just because again that that was the Jewel Air Force One uh, era was that late nineties going into uh, two thousand. Um, so I always liked to be different. So that it was more of a me trying to be different than I didn't like them. So let me just be be clear on that. I was just trying to do what other people weren't doing uh, um, because that's just how I vibe. But you know, you couldn't not have some jewel air force ones with some slouch socks in this area like that you that you had to have some kind of combination of that in your in your wardrobe you know if you was from the (laughs) if you're from the dmv i don't care which color it was um but um jewel air force ones with the slouch socks is is always a is a classic and you could actually like play more in those two you know you're not playing Ball in Air Force Ones like that. Um, you shouldn't be. <laughs> um, but um don't that though. Well, we you know, we act like She didn't have the the insoles that that we get <laughs> from the store either. <laughs> so, but yeah, Sheed and his uh like you know, when you say the Sheed Air Force One, like that's a thing, you know. And I think something else that resonates with me, and you can elaborate on this, is just the you know the patent leather e- era. You know what I mean? Like no shoe could hold patent leather other than the Jordan Elevens that where we really were introduced to patent leather. um, Like that. You know the Air Force One, um, especially when you got later into two thousand tens. And like I said, the remix the kicks and 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 then the sheet <laughs> uh, dunks. And then you got the the you you go into. I mean, not the sheet the sheet Air Force Ones. And then you go into the um, the the first the shamrocks and with the uh, you know the St. Patrick's Day and then you get into like Fantastic Four, Invisible Woman, you, you know, and the Human Torch and those um you know those things it gets you know you missed those times uh, um, a, a little bit. I think that they were underappreciated because it felt like it just happened so quick um, because once people gravitated towards the patent leather, like it was on every Air Force One, um, all the, the Easter's, the first version of the Easter's, you know, all of those was all patent leather.
1: <laughs> you but thanks, Bape, for that, too, because, again, it's funny how the game got switched because it was Bape that, really influenced that and like I said oh we'll take this back and we're going to do this and we're going to overdo it almost so even they had even GRs remember the watermelons and it, it was so many other ones that um that the hood just made names for that would, would sit at a downtown locker room or a shoe city and they were all at that time 75 bucks and even the first easters um those retail you look at the shoe box if you have one that still has the uh sticker on it They were $69.99, or we may say $75. That was it. And I remember with the first Easters, um, particularly at Iverson Mall, it was a line going out of the door. So you remember where Shoe City was in the basement? It was going all the way outside of the door to one of the inches or exits. And I remember saying, all these cats are in line for a pastel, patented leather shoe. I it, it was just bonkers me because these are the same dudes that would do nothing but wear, you know, Nike boots. <laughs> so yeah. it was just a time period to which I'm like, yo, I'm like, if this is definitely popularity because y'all dudes didn't even Air Force One heads. Like, I mean, we used to call them DCs, but it was a select amount of people that would wear DCs, just like you wear J's or you wore your Nike boots, but it was uh, and then everyone just became Air Force One heads. And um again, you were there in that peak time. And it was just interesting to see how people was passing on Jays and pennies and Barclays for air force ones. at a certain point. It was wild.
0: I would say there was a time where you jumped the shark a little bit. So the shark got to call it out (laughs) because the patent leather and then the patent leather turned into glitter. Mm. And that, that was, that's when it, stop for a second Um, because with the customizations and then you wanted the actual retail shoes to look kind of like it was customized, right? Uh, You know, and you know, so I'll just pull back the curtain because I did work for a retailer that did sell those. um, You know what I mean? And what I'll say is that not all of that that's got on the shelves should have been there and that, that and Nike didn't put the glitter on them that made it to the shelves. So I'll just... Tell you that, uh, um, and that, that actually hurt some of the business, uh, um, you know, in the future, because um, there was a hiccup in the relationship once some of that stuff was was uh, revealed uh, mm-hmm. behind the scenes. So that's where. You, you only get that story here. <laughs> uh, um, I know it was a little ambiguous, but still, that's uh, it's a real thing. Um, even the retailers got a little too greedy uh, um, with um, trying to ride the wave of, of the trends. And you kind of and the, again, you jumped the shark because it was nobody asked for that. But so much in, the, you know, but it was just like, yeah, we're trying to, you know, this is the next you know it's starting to trend so like ugh, push it in your face and it was like oh that didn't work uh, um um you know um end up making a mess um, um but that concept of you know how far can you go sometimes the, the air force one was it was was it wasn't excluded from that same you know we're gonna push this until we can squeeze every uh last drop out of how many different ways people can like this um and it had to go away for a little bit and then it did come back uh, uh i'm glad that it did i know again there's others um that you know just will ref- reference some of the trade um you know and courtroom things that were going on in previous episodes where we mm-hmm. talked about what that trade dress looks like and mm-hmm. how you got that got copied over um but then there's others you know because i mentioned like john geiger like he was you know kind of did his own thing where he was working with nike and then he made his own uh customizations off on the side like the misplaced checks and then all of a sudden now the check starts the nike starts seeing that that looks popular and people like it um and then they kind of bite it a little bit um you know and then now you see checks in different places uh on your air force ones and you see them doubled up a little bit you know and You know, not to say that Geiger brought back Air Force Ones, uh, you know what I mean? I don't think one individual can ever have that much influence on a shoe that iconic that never really went away. It just, you know, the waves of how it was executed and rocked um, have have changed. And he was just the next catalyst or conduit to make people think a little different. And then here goes Nike again. Boom, (laughs) Um, you know um doing that with with the checks um so really happy to see them you know show up on nike ids you know you know thanks for everyone following the, the podcast because you, you got to see um you know in our first uh year you know a special project that we did um for with our, our own sole material uh air force one and yes it was influenced by everything we're talking about indeed the air force ones um for those um you know that follow us on social media you know you know check out soul material um at soul material on instagram we have a whole instagram episode where we uh, peel back all the layers and explain to you you know our soul materials signature signature move on how we layer some of the materials um and what you know the colors because again um just like that episode that we talked about we got to work in the gum soles into this conversation, you know, because that's just a whole nother element. There's no other shoe that 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 executes gum soles like an Air Force One. Because you, put, as soon as you put the gum sole on it, now all of a sudden you got like business casual over here. What's going on? Do you know what I mean? I can rock some khakis. I can rock some casual, depending on where, where I'm going and, you know, just a little more style. You know, you got the all whites, but the all whites with the gum. You know, the black you know, you might be ready to fight somebody, but if they black with the gums, you might be, you know, just an aggressive businessman or something. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So, tell them, you know, about some of the
1: gum souls, too, OG. Man, man, man. Just this. Again, we talked about this when we were um, in the thick of designing our shoe. Was that the one thing that we knew that we just it was no debate at all. We both said, yo, gum soul is it. Bye. yeah it was a <laughs> n-
0: it was a no-brainer there was no debate it was just like oh yeah we're doing it um you know and it was just like yeah we are uh you know i'm not on to the next element um, <laughs> you know what i'm saying i think that that was unanimous um just because of the that that, that classic nature it makes it a little more wearable too. uh you know what i mean because with the white on white you know i don't care if you can't see the soul but so much like it does get dirty and then just. It's just you know when you fly like that sometimes it's just like you know what they you know I'm they're not I know they're not fresh because i I know I've wrong. you may not appreciate it, you know what I mean, but with the gums, it just again, it just lasts it just keeps to the the cleanness look um um lasting a little bit longer um and just that just the way it sits. Definitely. You know, um. So yeah. again, that that off, you know, all white, you know, you know, you recently Drake, um, and it's knocked the brand. They, you know, have the, you know, was it Love Me Forever or whatever it is that that they have their own uh, uh version of it. Um, you know, all the way back to, um, I think they're just in line with you know like the Rockefeller Air Force ones or the or the Terror Squad ones. You know what I mean? Because again, crossing over into pop culture um and um there you go. actually one more that i want to talk about that's it's the a myth but it made it into pop culture and it was just a staple and i just want uh, i'd be remiss if i didn't mention the the uh <laughs> uh air force ones from as seen in the hbo series entourage like like Fuji Jamba, like he was like a fictitious artist or whatever but it was um, art imitating life and you had the character Turtle literally going to undefeated standing in line and then going the whole episode was just half an adventure to get these shoes um you know and recipe DJ AM cuz he was like he bought the last pair you know so then it turned into this whole other thing of of what he has to do to you know pay extra or do a favor for somebody to um, to get those uh you know um those special um uh, Air Force 1s and then you know i think they might have Said something to value or up to like 20 grand were for something, you know, which in real life, when they really did come back and uh release that shoe, that shoe was like auctioning for like a hundred thousand or mm-hmm. something like mm-hmm. that 80 to a mm-hmm. hundred thousand. So, mm-hmm. you know, it's um, you know, um, you know, that tur- that character turtle on on entourage, you know, kind of you know brought that to life, um, you know, you know, Mark Wahlberg was created the series, you know, and he's a, the sneaker person, so just to. Uh, work that in there you know it's always good to see you know just like to me it's like when you watch blackish and you see anthony anderson's character you know is a sneakerhead and he's he operates like an authentic sneakerhead not like someone writing a character of a sneakerhead where it's a spoof like the mannerisms of how you act and how you feel how you have your conversation you know it looks just like uh, they did a, you know, I'm just saying they did a good job uh, uh, of that. So when you're of that and then you see it on the screen, it like takes your whole, you know, nostalgia and, and personalization of like, that's me.
1: you, know, Or that could be me and my crew. Like we do stuff like that. Um, and it, so- and it also it messes you up or it makes you mad when it's not done correctly. So no harm to all the accolades that about, you know, uh, elementary got. But one thing they did miss on was how they presented sneaker culture and sneaker heads and hype beasts in their first season. So I was not pleased with that at all, given how it's been done so well in the past, particularly with entourage and so forth. So. Just yeah, to put, unfortunately, put
0: that out there. yeah. Abbott element where, yeah, where they had the, the, whatever, the, the, the foot where they were stomping on the desk or whatever. Yeah, And yep, then how yep. they tracked the souls um, back to, you know, and then the character and how he, he met his partner at a sneaker release and it was, it seemed forced uh, um, to Indeed. be honest with you. And um, we've talked about that behind the scenes, not, mess- not necessarily the most authentic um, sounds like someone, it was like, you knew someone that's a part of that culture, but you didn't fully consult with them, nor did they, you know, tell yeah. you the, the, the yeah. real deal. Exactly. You know? Like with some of the vocabulary. So yeah, again, attention to the detail, um, you know, just all about that, uh, culture make sure it's represented this is why we're the podcast you cheer for that we're providing that clarity over popularity on how we see um or um, uh, interpret what's going on but again air force one you can't escape it um so proud as celebrating my own the uh, as a 1982 baby um uh, you know i've grown <laughs> with uh with the shoe and so many different uh iterations um you know i feel at different times i've love different models for for different reasons from the lows to mids to um uh to the highs um and you know it's just uh they're not going anywhere either so definitely that's always, that's always good to just have a reflective
1: conversation to uh, know where where you came from where you're at and where is it going i want to stay put and just um reveal a few of my favorites um that may get overlooked that people may have forgotten about, particularly during the era of which I thought the quality was so on point, and that's one thing that goes on now. And of course, with the cost materials and so forth, and now it being big business, um, getting the Air Force One um, does not always mean as it did maybe 10 to 15 years ago, particularly with a white on white now, which is why I'm so glad we did what we did, how we did it, because the quality of our sole material Air Force One was top notch. But two of my favorites, that go under the radar. Um, we're doing that 99, 2000 era. Um, particularly, there was a high called the Book of Ones. And it was basically a two-tone gray joint. Um, high with, with the strap. You can Google it. There's a couple on eBay that's going for nuts. I believe it was 2002. I believe the Book of Ones all highs, amazing shoe. And there was one that came out back in 1998. And I'm going to try to describe it the best way that I can. It was Obsidian. Um, regular release. The midsole was white. The actual sole at the bottom um, was red and white laces with a white swoosh. But the back was also obsidian with um, the Nike Air in red and the quality of the leather crumble leather. But I just remember that one just being out of sight. So it's kind of like a USA colorway, but it was more of a, a dark navy blue and I'm still trying to look for that one even to just have in my stash just to collect because that was one of the freshest colorways of all time, and as far as the quality of that one. And of course, um, if you know, you know back in that era, um the acorns, we used to call them the B coins because they hit outlets for, for dirt cheap. And um the Taiwans are probably up there too, as far as my favorites. And, the inspiration for us having a patent leather on ours is not just from sheet and from that era, but um the Taiwan's being um one of my favorites as well. So again, with such a classic silhouette, so much things that you can do in the history of it and how it's come about. Um, I'm just interested to see how it's going to go in the next 10, 15 years. Cause like you said, Shark, Therefore, Air Force One is not going anywhere and oh. it just has that classic silhouette to wear. Um, it's here to stay definitely.
0: Yeah, I meant. One of my favorites from my college years, I guess this was when did I get these 2002, three, it's probably around three, 2003 ish. Um, like I had the LeBron because yeah, LeBron had to get to the league. Um, so it was it was around then. So I had the St. Vincent, St. Mary's. um um low top with the green and then the go- and then that burnt gold you-, you know what i'm saying the leather on those oh the gosh. leather was crazy crazy um i loved those shoes i wore them religiously um you know and you know i was I never got any of the chamber of fear pack um, because those were again, hard, super hard to get, um, you know, cause that was around LeBron two time. Um, and then, then that chamber of fear um, and like the, all of those Horseman versions and everything like that, they actually rumored. Um, I don't have the full confirmation, but I think that, I don't know if the whole pack, but they, they're talking about that the, chamber of fear lebron air force ones um at least two or three of them Mm -hmm. if i'm not mistaken Mm -hmm. um are coming back um in 2023 so Mm -hmm. um can't wait to lock that in um because those would definitely get copped um just that whole chamber of fear and that campaign well within itself was you know um uh uh, nostalgic because that that was had the digital interaction like the um with the cd <laughs> uh well but you had to go through the chamber of fear like like it was the same it was that that reminded me of like the wu-tang forever um you, you know the enhancement to the double cd and when you put it in the computer you got to play a little game and go mm-hmm. on an adventure so chamber of fear kind of operated just like that where it navigated through those levels um you know, you kind of moved up the chamber like it was the mortal combat mountain. <laughs> um, So, yeah, that. But the LeBron Chamber of Fear, but those LeBron, Saint Vincent, Saint Mary's Air Force Ones. That that I don't
1: know if I had a more favorite Air Force One uh, to and be sharp, honest. With you. Those didn't even crease. It's like they they bent, but it was like it was such a smooth. Don't. Yet hard leather. They it's hard to it, it say was this.
0: Buttery. It, it was increased. buttery. That leather was buttery. So, you know, it wasn't even tumbled. Um, it was just so smooth that and that's like that leather, that that real genuine leather jacket. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, they don't just this. You don't take the shoe off and the crease still is there Um uh, and you don't need to stuff the shoe it, it it just like settles on its own it was almost like you need um a dress shoe insert uh, to do those justice uh, uh, and like like they do with the bespoke uh
1: and some of the bespoke uh, ones that like clark kent would make <laughs> And shark that man, that i take that error and i call it um we were playing regular price for cream materials because nike call them premium yet. So you still paying 75 or 80 dollars for them. But it was like, oh, this is a premium one. But and then it they, they caught on a few years later and started charging premium prices for premium materials. But that was one of the last places I remember saying, why aren't these 150 or 140? I'm like, oh my gosh. So
0: and and one more thing that just makes this unique and this is maybe it's just me, but for nostalgic, um you know, shout out to the old boxes the old air force one boxes the skinny box okay mm-hmm. not all this we have all this room in it for no reason uh but, um, you know what i'm saying like y'all don't even know like the the old air force ones used to come into little skinny boxes um you know where i'm like i don't even know how they fit in there at this point in time without uh getting smashed but they was fit perfect um and it's just something about that that old um you Know because like a Chuck Taylor had a this skinny box, um, you know what I mean? So it was just like that staple shoe, you uh, Um, you know what I'm saying? It was, you know, I guess for the OG collectors that keep your boxes and how you stack them and everything like that, you could get way more, uh, uh of those uh, uh, rows, uh, in your closet, um, with those uh, those skinny boxes. But it was that was the only shoe that had that a smaller box for the model like that. So it was almost like if you got gifted or your parents gave you something for Christmas or, or whatever, you, you know, walked in with that, with that skinny box, you know, you just like, (gasps) you perk up a little bit because you, you, you know, more what's inside. Uh, um, So yeah. uh, Shout out to the to the old school Air Force One boxes.
1: (laughs) (laughs) You you only gonna get that on the Soul Material podcast. <laughs> indeed, indeed. But hey, happy fortieth to the Nike Air Force One low, mid, and high. No matter how you rock or what you rock, um, it's hard to deny, um, just the, the just that classic silhouette, man. And and no matter what color, what material, it is just a dope shoe.
0: All yeah. the way around. I say it's it's patient zero for viralness. It's it's the the probably the highest grossing the um, you know uh footwear model with no virtually no advertising dollars
1: marketing commercials mm-hmm.
0: nothing. nothing that meant that it was organic, you know, the streets loved it, they took to it. Um and that was the last. That was the beginning of the end of the word of mouth? Uh, you know what I mean? Because it was you really had to know. Um, and that was peak, you know, where'd you get those? Um, Era, like yeah, people don't even have those conversations no more, you know. Um, uh, where'd you get those? You know, you know, and it's usually there's a high probability that there was some Air Force Ones on someone's feet when that conversation started. Where'd you get those? indeed. <laughs> so, so there you go. Um, happy 40th. To the Air Force One. Yes, sir. On the Soul Material Crew. Until next time, it's O-G-E-O. All right, T-Mark the Street Shark, signing off. Peace to you. Take care.